What up, yo? It's time for Versus Pop mm-hmm. Culture. My name is Richard. With me is Johnny. Oh, yes. We are We are ready. We are excited. It was a week. And Greg. Boo, Richard. <laughs> this, is, this is how Greg lives his life. Mm-hmm. We're, basically booing me we're, and staring at his phone. Was, it was requested, so I had to do it. <laughs> Boo this man! Boo! <laughs> anyway, we've got a huge show for you today. Uh, what in the hell's going on with DC and Warner Brothers? What's going on with the Premier League? And I try not to fall asleep. <laughs> I um I've had two awful weeks at work and uh, I have slept really horrifically um, at home and uh, last night I actually I like got six hours maybe nice and I think I might still need another three but uh, I don't have time for that I was gonna say as one does man you you know just. Put on some golf later and have a have a nap. Nah, I got too much stuff to do. So I I, I figure at this rate that I'll I'll be able to sleep in give or take um, Thursday. Oh, perfect. Well, at least you got a timeline. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, boys, how has this week been for the two of you? Other I than have no just sleep. explained that. Team, team <laughs> no sleep on Richard's end. Yeah. Greg, I've speaking been, developments for you, you're pretty excited. This is the week? Yep, it's the week that you know, Premier League starts. I've already watched two matches. Chelsea plays at 12. And now, we also get FIFA over the holidays this year as well, if I'm not mistaken. Finally, EA does something good. Oh, I mean the tournament itself. Oh, with the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. You get extra summer this year. Mm-hmm. November 21st, two days before my son's birthday. Nice. Thanksgiving. I'm going to eat too much, not watch football, but then I'm going to watch football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. Oh, man. No, it's uh, it's pretty cool. There's There's also been some... <laughs> DC not content to just kind of sit back and let Marvel run roughshod over the news cycle, but one of these things is not like the other. So, um, <laughs> God, I, I I have had a lot of conversations about this in the last week. Um, we've got some interesting things to talk about. Uh, DC, okay, go handle him. Sorry, uh, we're now watching two puppies right now. So, <laughs> and you didn't even ask two, Ashley walking. to come down for the weekend. Oh, look at that! Oh man. So, yeah, DC has put us into a, uh, has been put into a weird spot by the new Warner Brothers Discovery team, um, and there is a lot to talk about. So the news broke. Uh, um, yeah, so the news broke a few days ago that. They were in the process of canceling the Batgirl show or Batgirl movie, uh, which is weird because the Batgirl movie finished filming back in January. 
And it's yeah, like, they had a ton of reshoots since then as well, though, right? Uh, I don't believe they've done the reshoots. Oh, okay. So they have already spent give or take eighty million dollars on a Batgirl movie that is basically completed, minus uh, some post production work that still needed to be done. Um, and that's basically it. Like Batgirl was ready to go. Um, and they just said no. (laughs) Now, for anyone who has not been paying attention to DC News, Batgirl, among other things, was going to feature Michael Keaton and J.K. Simmons and Brendan Fraser. So this was going to be J.K. Simmons' only, like, I think, third role in the DC Universe as Commissioner Gordon. Yep. Uh, and this was going to feature basically Michael Keaton's first full return uh, post whatever is going to happen in the Flash. Allegedly, I mean Michael Keaton was definitely in this movie as Batman. So if the Flash happened, it definitely would have affected this movie. Yeah. So everyone just kind of stood there and went, "What the fuck just happened?" Like, this rumor can't be real. You don't spend $80 million on a movie and then shelve it just like that. Like, it had to be pretty bad. I mean, Marvel can put out the Eternals. DC would be fine with Batgirl. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know it's good if you don't do something that sucks? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and really what it comes down to is um, if you feel like you're going to shelve this movie, I think most of us can understand that to an extent. Yeah, but it's already done. Like, just put it out. That's exactly it. It was an HBO Max movie. You could have quietly released this on HBO Mm -hmm. Max. And this is where the news starts getting, getting very interesting. So the rumors and news start coming out is it wasn't shelved specifically because it was bad. It was shelved because they're using it as a tax write off. (laughs) Probably because it was bad, but (laughs) basically they decided that that money is never going to be made back releasing it on HBO max. And they're just not going to release it at all ever. I mean, so it makes they, sense, I guess. They stopped post production. Uh, they're writing it down, and is now a tax write off effective basically this month. And you're like, "Wow, that seems really short sighted." Because, I mean, when you do a tax write off, I mean, not not to steal the shits shit, shits creek uh, storyline here, but you don't just get all the money back. Yeah. Like, that's not how it works. It's not like like, Michael Scott yelling, I declare bankruptcy. (laughs) Like when, when you say it's a write-off, they don't just come back and hand you $80 million. It gets deducted from your, your earnings for that year. And you get whatever portion of your taxes back on it. So, It's just, it's one of those things where you're just left sitting there going, uh, 
But they would have gotten more back even if they just broke even on this film. Like, even if they just broke even. I, I don't think they were ever going to break even on it. But if you just, let's just pretend you release it. I think the biggest issue is, is that this this new head of Warner Brothers Discovery doesn't see a point in just releasing something on streaming that costs $80 million. Yeah. So he he can't comprehend like, oh, well, if we release this on streaming and 20 million people watch it, then really that's like breaking even. Yeah. So it's it's just one of those things where, I don't know, where it started to get very, very interesting was the next day when people quietly figured out, well, loudly figured out that they quietly removed six movies that were HBO Max exclusive from the service. <laughs> so when I say HBO Max exclusive movies, I don't mean like, they decided to pay for The Mummy from 1999 starring Brendan Fraser and drop it on HBO Max. I mean, six movies that were made for HBO Max, mm-hmm. released in a lot of cases with a lot of fanfare, and then didn't do well and are also seemingly now going to be used as a tax write-off. <laughs> Among these movies is the remake of The Witches starring Anne Hathaway and An American Pickle. You may remember from us reviewing it on here. I mean, that is two hours of my life. I'm never getting back. Nope. Legitimately, it almost feels like the heads of Warner Brothers Discovery are just removing movies they didn't like. <laughs> I mean, if I ran it, that's what I would do. <laughs> I, I just like. I feel like someone was literally looking over their movie slate, and they went. We have an American Pickle streaming on HBO Max still? I saw that movie. It was god-awful. People will watch it and cancel our service. <laughs> I'm sad thinking about it again. Thank you. So, along with that, Johnny, yep. you, saw, you saw the reports. Greg slept through the reports. The, the next rumor is that they're axing almost all um, almost all scripted programming from HBO Max. Yeah. And along with that, the rumor was HBO Max and Discovery Plus were going to be merged with Discovery Plus taking over as the main app. Uh, which includes Harley Quinn, Titans, and your favorite show. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Oof. Um, a little surprised because I've heard nothing but like great things about the Harley Quinn animated series. Um, yeah, and I've read quite a bit more on that, and I there is a that's so that's a rumor. Let's let's get yeah. that part out there. That part is definitely a rumor. Um, and right this second. It is still a rumor, um, but the other rumor is is that certain shows will be migrating to other places uh, and will not specifically get the axe, but will get the axe from HBO Max and being an HBO Max production and will instead end up being a production of 
In the case of Doom Patrol, HBO itself, and in the case of Harley Quinn, um, Adult Swim. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hopeful that they figure that out because it canceling two out of three of those being critically acclaimed shows. And one of those being Titans. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and in particular, like Harley Quinn is, is beloved among fans. Dude, I'm just, I, I still want to get into it. I just haven't had the time to do it, but again, I've heard nothing but good things about that series. I've I've watched a couple episodes. I'm, I have not sat down and watched the whole thing. I have enjoyed what I've watched. Um, it's not often that you get a truly like serial episodic um, cartoon that's also a comedy. Like you know, you sit down and watch The Simpsons. There's not a storyline going throughout The Simpsons. Yeah, really, like. You could watch any one episode and, yeah, it's the same as the one before it or the one after yeah, it or the one off. five it's, years later. It's like Rick and Morty. It yeah. might be a series, but it's not like there is a tangible thread that connects each episode. They're like little tiny 30-minute movies. Right, and uh, Harley Quinn it actually does have a storyline going on throughout yeah. it. Um. And the, the cast is great in that show. Like, they have got a really fantastic cast. Um, so, as I'm, they were I'm much surprised more. because it just seems like they tried to pull everything together into one service, and now they're just going to, like, move them to other places again at the end of the day. Well, and that goes back to the whole what the fuck's happening? Um,. They Warner Brothers Discovery did announce they are going to move everything to one service in summer of next year. Wow. Um, and they had a long uh, meeting basically saying that, yes, we are going to make Discovery Plus and Warner Brothers, I'm sorry, and HBO Max uh, the same thing. We have not decided what it will be called. Um, they did not talk about canceling anything scripted. Um, they, as a matter of fact, vehemently denied rumors that they would be cutting their creative teams. The, I guess the main creative behind HBO Max is a guy named Casey Bloys, um, who just got huge props because HBO and HBO Max combined for 129 Emmy nominations. (laughs) So they're doing something well. Well, that's the thing. Like, they are. They're, like... I'm sorry, I I don't understand how this dude from Discovery could look at HBO Max and be like, yeah, guys, this is messed up. <laughs> because quite frankly, it is good. Like, it yeah. legitimately is. It's, it's a service that when it first came out a couple of years ago, you kind of looked at and you were like, what's the point in this? Yeah. But... As it has as it has ran and as it has been running, it has gotten substantially better month after month, yeah. and legitimately is a good service on its own now. Yeah, Greg. Yes, sir. Do you currently have HBO Max? 
Yeah, we get it from our TV. What are your thoughts on HBO Max currently? I'm signed into it in probably six months. <laughs> it's like Godzilla first Kong. That's last time. That was a fun ass movie. Uh, right? That was over a year ago. So a year ago. <laughs> Time's a construct. What other shows are coming out that I that I think you think I would have watched? I was don't know. Many Saints of Newark only on HBO Max? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Not that I think that's what Greg would have had it for, but yes. Uh the Batman is on HBO Max. Oh that, yeah, the, the Batman is the last thing I watched then. Okay. So that's I mean, <laughs> a little while ago, but I mean, it's still within a year. Uh, they also announced the 45-day theatrical window will be extended. They will no longer be dropping things on HBO Max after 45 days, which is ridiculously not shocking. Um, we're at a point now where theaters are basically back. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that there's still a certain percentage of the population that is weary to go to theaters and is not going to and will watch things only when they hit streaming and that's totally fine yep. but I think that percentage is down to maybe like 10 or 15% of moviegoers or less uh, which brings us to uh, Warner Brothers had a massive leadership meeting uh, to address rumors uh, they vehemently denied they'd be facing cuts to the creative team. They blasted baseless rumors and fake reporters. They acknowledged the unfair stress of these rumors causing to employees. Um, they called HBO the crown jewel of the entire industry. Uh, they called HBO everybody. Max the most important streaming service in the industry. Uh, they were grilled about what happened with Batgirl and called it an unfortunate business decision. <laughs> uh, they were asked how they expect the creative community to work with them after axing Batgirl, and they were just like, suck it. <laughs> uh, I'm really they, bummed about this, because that was one of the ones I think I was actually looking forward to, possibly the most of the new slate. I'm actually really bummed by this. I'm not going to say that I was really, really looking forward to it. Um, I was looking forward to it, but I was not like it was not on my end all be all list. Mm -hmm. um, they alluded to Batgirl not being very good by saying it could potentially hurt the DC brand. Nope. Nope. I'm going to put that 10 foot pole away. Go on. No, I here's the thing. I get it. And <laughs> They came out at uh, some point in this. I'm starting to lose the timeline in my head because I don't sleep. Um, <laughs> they came out somewhere in this, and they laid out a couple things with Warner Brothers Discovery that they're looking forward to. And one of the things is, is that they believe DC to be one of their top three brands. Mm -hmm. And they want to see the Trinity put back at the center of DC. So, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. <sighs> something, something, Henry Cavill. Um, That's all we get out of this. I'll be happy. 
So they they basically stated that they are they have hired Alan Horn, who used to work for Disney, and help set up Disney's current corporate structure, where they have you know such and such in charge of Star Wars, such and such in charge of Marvel, such and such in charge of Pixar. Yeah. Um, and they are setting up quote unquote a ten year plan for DC. Um. And that's where they want to go with that. So. I. I mean, it's one of those things. I'm just, it's, they just keep chasing their tail. And how many times are we going to have to keep hearing about this where it's just over and over and over again with the structure of DC and everyone's like, oh, but now, oh, but now, oh, it's like how the films came out. The films are representative of the, like, chaos at the corporate level. And it keeps happening where it's like, instead of just set, and I know you just said they have a 10-year plan, but, like, everybody has had a 10-year plan. Yeah. And it's lasted three years. As as far as I can tell, we are now on our, I want to say, sixth plan for the DC Universe. Jesus Christ, it's starting to feel like a Cincinnati Reds rebuild. Because uh, Green Lantern was supposed to be the kickoff to a universe. <laughs> and it didn't work out. And it, what's kind of funny about it is, and I'm not going to sit here and defend Green Lantern, because they made a lot of very puzzling decisions, that if they made even like two or three of those decisions differently, it could have worked out. Yeah. But decided to make the suit green and animated, um, number one. And then gave us a diarrhea monster. And giving us a giant cloud. Uh, are pretty much like number one and number two, and if you just fix that, uh, that movie probably could have worked. Well, um, a- anyway, I'm I'm not going to sit here and get into Green Lantern. Um, yeah, no, it's just I'm but, I'm to the point now where I'm like, what vote of confidence can I even give anything coming out of those meetings or coming from that studio moving forward? Well, they can't even figure out what the hell they're going to do with Ezra Miller. Well, so you had Green Lantern that was supposed to give us a universe, and then Zack Snyder was supposed to give us a universe, and then they were like, "That's fine, we'll we'll dump Snyder, but keep the Snyderverse." And then they were like, "Well, hold on, now, uh, you know what? We probably need to do like a little bit of a reboot. Uh, you know what? No, we need to do another reboot." Um, and, uh, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and start all over again, kind of now. They, they, they don't know what the hell they're doing, or at least they well, haven't to this point, because Warner Brothers, currently, Walter Hamada is still in charge of the DC Universe. Mm-hmm. And he was the guy who got put in charge uh, after Justice League. And for the most part, if you look at the movies and TV shows that Walter Hamada has made, most of them are pretty good. Like, you know, Peacemaker is a Walter Hamada production. Uh, the Suicide Squad is a Walter Hamada production. Uh, yeah, Aquaman well, is both a, of those things. I, I'm yeah, just using yeah. those as examples. Aquaman, Shazam, those are all Walter Hamada movies. Well, we can leave one of those on the cutting room floor. But point being, Hamada's basically worked. I'm not going to hear a mostly winning track record, yeah. which is more than we can say for a lot of the people tied to this company. 
Apparently, Hamada almost walked out yesterday over the Batgirl news. Um, because mainly that shows that Hamada is not in charge anymore. Yeah. Uh, supposedly the rumor is, is that Hamada has agreed to stay on through Black Adam's release. And then at that point, they'll revisit it. But that means that in the last five years, Diane Nelson has been in charge at DC, Jeff Johns has been in charge at DC, and Walter Hamada has been in charge at DC, and now someone else is going to be in charge at DC. With whatever you want to call Alan Horn's role in there, and whatever you want to call Walter Hamada's role in there, we're basically looking at like four people being in charge at DC within the last five years. Richard, there's too many goddamn cooks. Well, there's... No one's going to have a chance to get their creative vision actually worked out if every year or two they're getting axed and someone else is getting brought in. That's that's among your biggest issues. Basically looking around and being like, well, shit, that movie flopped. You're fired. (laughs) I mean, honestly, the fact that Hamada was allowed to keep his job after Wonder Woman 84 is shocking. And I don't say that because I feel like he deserves to be fired because I just talked about it. The man has overall a pretty winning track record from quality Mm -hmm. standpoint. But because that's how DC has worked, you have one flop, you get fired. Yeah. (sighs) I, it's, you know, I really wanted that last Hellboy film to be better too because I wanted some other studio to have something they could put out that would like make me feel better about adaptations. But instead, and I'm I, I know this is the dead horse, Marvel films are very formulaic. There's a reason they work. But I need something else, man. Like did did either of you watch the Andor trailer? Yeah. For Disney Plus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even watch the trailer. Oh, actually, the trailer, really I good. won't say it got me excited, because we talked about this before. My give-a-shit for prequels is so low, it's not even funny. And it goes back to the Star Wars prequels. Like, yeah. I got super excited for the Star Wars prequels, and then they were the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> um, so the last 20 minutes of Sith was just fine. I honestly, by that time, I I was so just done with it that I was just happy they were over. Um, And, you know, I liked Obi-Wan, so, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, every prequel ever is bad. But I don't really give a shit about prequels. Like, when I see another prequels coming out, I'm just like, great. Will I watch it? Yes. Did I think that trailer was exceptionally good? Yes, I did. Yeah. Um, but I'm not excited for it. Yeah. Um, we, Greg, we haven't even watched Obi Wan. Greg, what? And or trailer? What'd you think? I thought it was good. I like the idea. I like, but didn't do the stupid, the massive screen thing they did with uh, the Mandalorian. They shot it in Scotland or wherever. I think like the, I'm, I'm wanting to get back to more practical things, not that graphic yeah. stuff. Yeah, I just think it helps a lot with the the perspective of 
you know, vastness type thing. Well, and it looks like, and I want to knock the Mandalorian exactly, but I'm very ready to knock the book of Boba Fett. Um, it looks like they decided to actually, um, like give this movie its own look and feel as opposed to setting everything on the same goddamn desert planet we've been on for 15 fucking movies. Mm hmm. Tell me how you really feel, Richard. I don't usually complain about stuff like seeing the same thing over and over again, but it really did give this a very different look and feel um, than what we gotten previously. Like just the little bit that they showed, it was like, wow, this isn't on Tatooine and that's weird, but I like it. There's different colors than Brown. <laughs> There's not even water. Yeah. Desert. I understand, but. Give us something. Throw a tree in there every once in a while. Tree in the desert eventually, right? That's, I don't know. It's just one of those things that, like, I just, I feel like everyone's begging for something just a little bit different. And I think DC has the type of characters that can seem different than what we get with Marvel. And we want it to succeed. The problem is that, like, they come out and it's, it's, it's like if you, so for us, kind of a relevant thing, we've had to go to the vet a couple times in the last week and a half. Yes. But the issue is that when you go to some of these clinics, the turnover rate is so high, you want familiarity. You want some level of like, I, I, I know this person, we have a history, I know what to expect a little bit. But like not having that is like, it's it sucks. Because I just want to know, like, I want to know what to expect. I know what to expect with Marvel. If I go to see a Marvel film, other than like, two or three of the ones that they put out in the last two years. I know what's, I know what we're going to get. Sometimes there's a little bit of a surprise. Sometimes there's something cool where you're like, Oh, I didn't expect that. That was really neat. But DC, it's just, you don't, there's no consistency and it's because they haven't had anyone actually running the ship. They have like all these people trying to pull it in their perceived direction of what they expect of these properties. And it makes for a really disjointed and fractured theme. Like it's just, it's, it's, what was that movie about drugs where it was like shot in reverse or whatever? Pulp Fiction? No. Shot in reverse? No. Traffic? Traffic. Nope. Say traffic wasn't shot in reverse, but it was the first <clears throat> time I ever saw the damn filter. There was like a weird shooting movie. style for this film, but it, like not blow, but it was one of those films around like late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, yeah. I'm... Requiem for a Dream, the weird one. Oh, was yeah. That... No, I never saw that. <clears throat> okay. But that's what it kind of feels like. But it, the problem is that like, it's not artistic in the way that they do that. So like all I'm looking for, like you have black Adam, you have the suicide squad, you have Batman who none of the Batman stuff should be lighthearted. Granted the Robert Pattinson Batman film. I, I, I thought that was really good. I think there's a chance for them to build it into what we know as Batman, maybe a little Frank Miller inspired action with the next film, which would be fantastic. Batman's not meant supposed to be like Superman where it's lighthearted and bright and colorful. Like it is just gritty. And we, well, and I think part of the problem is, is that 
DC has been treating the majority of their characters that way. Batman doesn't feel different because they're like... Because everyone's dark and gritty. Yeah, here's Superman. He's dark and gritty. <laughs> and it's like, well, no, that's that's not Superman. You, you, you done messed up, guys. Yeah. <sighs> oh, I just, I don't know. I think... They can't do a hard reset. They can do a soft reset, but I feel like we've already gotten it. Um, I'm all over the place. Sorry for the score brain. Lady Gaga posted that video this week. Yeah, I'm actually I'm hyped for that one, dude. That was so good. No, Greg. Yes, I'm watching that one. No, you're not. Without you, it's got Lady Gaga. He's gonna have to watch it without me. That's that's one of the. There's no reason for you to mute when you're laughing, Johnny. That it, it, it just helps. <sighs> you don't need the emphysema laugh part. I need to cut myself off before it gets to that point because everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my god, should we call him a doctor?" No, um, Greg, come to Chicago. We'll go see it. <laughs> no, but you won't. What? He'll drive. The, he'll drive all the way to Chicago. You guys will go have a nice pizza. You'll take him to the top of the Sears Tower. And then afterwards, be like, all right, cool. You ready for that four o'clock showing a joke or two? And he'll be like, yeah. And at 4.15, the trailers will be over. You'll be watching it. And at 4.45, you'll be like, man, that's a really long pee Greg's taking. Why do you take his drink and his jacket with him? You walk out of Joker once, and then you never live it down. Because that movie was... The theater bathroom was cold. He took his jacket. I just know. You'll send him a text like an hour later, and he'll be like, I'm already on the road back to Cincinnati. I just passed Indianapolis. (laughs) <laughs> that film was doo doo. Yeah, it was doo doo. <laughs> I still haven't watched it. That's the whole point of it. But the fact that this is going to be like, and if I'm not mistaken, they said it's going to be more in line with like a musical, which it, is oh, they said it's going to be a musical. I'm so yeah, excited. That's like like my alley. This is going to be like Todd, like Sweeney Todd. That's what we're getting. We're getting Sweeney Todd rooted in the DC universe. Yes, give me that film. I'm a sucker for I mean, Lady Gaga, man. Yeah, <laughs> and she's playing Harley Quinn. Is that right? Yeah. That's, what's happening? Oh my god! Right. I, like, I, I, I just want to know that. how that works because that's gonna that be weird. Perfect. Honestly, I mean that woman is just <laughs> one of the most talented people we have on the planet currently, if not the. Yeah. And I am super stoked to see her and Joaquin Phoenix on screen together. Right. So yes, I don't know. There was lots of DC stuff this week. Um, I am very excited for Joker two. You guys know my feelings on the first one. I thought it was a really interesting reflection of mental health and the mental health industry as a whole. It it, it is. It is going to be funny when I go to see that with Greg and I'm like, Hey Greg, where are your keys? And I hide them from him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you drive, it doesn't matter. He he goes, I'll pick you up in 20 minutes. (laughs) Greg's like, I'm gonna walk home. I don't care. Like I don't have Uber. Greg stand up to use the bathroom. I tackle him and take his drink away. <laughs> I feel like that would be a good group watch in theater. And then we can sit on either side of Greg and handcuff him to his chair. We're going to, we're going to clockwork orange Greg for Joker too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, no, it's. I, I really do hope DC gets their stuff sorted. I know it was a really heavy DC episode this week. There wasn't really a whole lot more going on. 
pertaining to a whole lot elsewhere. I mean, there's some big wrestling news. We try not to cover that too much, but if you've been paying attention, obviously with Vince McMahon retiring, things are changing a little bit. Um, I, I think seeing Killer Cross show up on SmackDown last night was the first big step in a lot of those guys trying to come back. So, you know, it's it's like the DC Marvel thing. We need options. I don't want the same thing every time, but I'm not going to support shitty product because it's the only alternative. That's not going to be the way it goes, man. Like you have a finite amount of hours and money to put into what you consider a hobby or entertainment. And you're not going to do it out of some displaced loyalty to characters that other people don't seem to give a shit about. Yeah. And I think the worst thing is with how DC has gone, I'm basically just left sitting here thinking we're two years away from Warner Brothers being sold by Discovery and having yet another shakeup at DC. <sighs> so what I, I really need is I really need to see whatever this 10-year plan is get put into action and actually be on the way to being executed because... Show me your actionable items. Show me what you're doing. Because otherwise, it's lip service and that is not going to be enough for me to invest. I will wait for Black Adam on digital because I will not put money towards that company again until they can show me that they have a product worth my investment. Like Ashley and I only get to do a couple movies a year. I'm not going to use up one of those nights to go see their stuff. If it's going to be similar to, and I am sorry, Aquaman was not good. I'd say something about shitting the bed, but I think that's too on the nose with Amber Heard being in the film. Mm -hmm. She's not in black Adam. I meant pertaining to Aquaman. Yeah. God. Uh, no, in, in all seriousness, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to give Black Adam a shot, but DC has lost the automatic viewing. You know, Unless James Gunn is tied to it. You give me James Gunn, I will be in the theater. I will watch that series. But I'm, I'm just saying, just in general, like Marvel has, it has gained an automatic viewing status. Yeah. I will go see basically any Marvel movie in the theater. And if it's bad, it's bad. <laughs> Yeah. You know, the vast majority of the time, it's not. DC's lost that automatic viewing status. I need to see some reviews. I need to see some trailers. I need things to get me hyped. Give me a reason to come back, because you haven't yet. That being said, we've spent uh, 45 minutes basically complaining about DC Comics. Well... I gave them their flowers. James Gunn is a savant. Yeah, but either way, we've 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 said what we needed to say. Uh, yeah. Gregory, you have anything else you want to talk about, buddy? Mm, I watched Uncharted the other day or yesterday. Nice. What do you think? Ooh, how did that movie get made? Was uh, it was made by Sony from a Sony property. <laughs> I, that was a rough one to finish. I think I fast-forwarded like three or four times in that thing. Oh my god! I've only I nope. think I only I only finished it because James uh, Tom Holland was in it. Oh, <laughs> like, man, I, I, I am sorry you spent time on that property. Thanks <laughs> yeah. for the warning on that one. Um, I I, sorry, I have not watched uh, Uncharted. I will oh. not watch Uncharted. So, Greg, on the Ooh. scale of discontent to I watched the whole thing, 
I it sucks because this is the only time where your scoring system kind of bites you in the ass. Because he uh, watched the whole thing. He didn't watch the whole thing. Fast forwarded four times. If I did in the fast forward button, I wouldn't have finished it. Okay, so you're talking like a four grade, like maybe kind of a, a half part. Two point seven. That's Tom, some, Hart, and Tom Holland is worth two point five of that. No, Marky Mark's two point five. Tom Holland was point two. Goddamn right. Marky Mark is a national treasure. Right. Funky bunch for life. Um, I know it's yeah. the opening weekend for the premiership. Uh, mm-hmm. Chelsea already play or are they playing coming up? They play at 1230. All righty. Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool just tied uh, Fulham. That's a big, that's kind of an upset already. Drop points on the first day. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's early. Um, I'm actually a little bit excited. I'm going to try and get a couple matches in the next little while because my goal for this year is to, outside of the Cincinnati Bengals, because Aaron Rodgers is a weirdo drug guy now and shamanistic healer, whatever is going on. So go Bengals. Um, but I am going to try to get into football proper, not hand egg as much this season. Um, I'm just started versus Southampton. I got told I need to pick a different team. <laughs> Good. I mean, that's... Can we interest you in Chelsea? I'm going to pick like just bottom of the barrel. Like give me something that's entertaining or just an absolute, like give me the Cleveland Indians from major league. I want the like disaster ragtag team of you're going to fail. So maybe I'll just stick with Tottenham. It's fine. Um, Tottenham's going to do well this year. Outside of that, Greg, if they want to get a hold of you to be able to talk, a little footy before next week or touch base with the first round of matchups that you guys are getting. How can they contact you at Roe Gregory and Richard, if they want to get a hold of you to help coach you through some pre bed sleep hygiene process or steps to help you find that restful slumber and REM sleep you need to not turn into the red Hulk. How can they contact you at Richard versus and if you want to get a hold of me to just generally talk smack or frustrate me over the fact that John Krasinski is not going to be Mr. Fantastic, you can just get a hold of me at versus podcast followed by the underscore above and beyond that. It's a beautiful weekend. It's August. It's hot. Richard. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs>